Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You took it up eight levels. And said, you know things about her husband, her family, her business. <laughs> family, family. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's episode of The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. And Lisa Barlow's pronunciation of the word family was just cracking me up. Family, family. And there's a lot of weird pronunciation, a lot of slurred speech happening on Bravo these days. I'm not sure what they're putting in the water at Bravo HQ, perhaps some... And know, crushed up Percocets and a box of Franzia because everybody's speech across all of the shows now is coming out with strange. We have Denise Richards over on The Real Houses of Beverly Hills showing up at Kyle the Splits Richards dinner party. And I haven't even seen this week's episode of Beverly Hills yet. However, I did see the coming attraction of Denise where she's sitting across the table from Bamboozle Jane and they're talking about THC or CBD or whatever. And Denise is like, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and Erica just like laughs in her face because Erica can't even pretend to be in a scene with this woman because she's like, what the fuck are you saying, Denise? What is, and I don't know, Denise, of course, I've always said this on the podcast. Denise has some secrets. My baby's got a secret. My baby's got some secrets, but I'm so happy to see her back on The Real Houses Beverly Hills. So I cannot wait. I'm going to be recapping all of the Bravo stuff on Bitch Sesh this week. So if you don't listen to the Bitch Sesh podcast, That'll be out later this week. And so just today on Everything Iconic, we're going to focus on Salt Lake City Housewives. So buckle up, Buttercup, because we've got lots to talk about. Sit tight, little bear. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. We are family. Get up, everybody, and <laughs> I need to be stopped. All right, so last week on the Salt Lake City Housewives, it ended with this big blow up because of a game they played when they were doing the Pioneer Lunch. 
All of these words in the sentence sound fucking nuts, don't they? I mean, they were doing a pioneer lunch or brunch, so they dressed up like that. And then Heather Gay presented this game. Housewives love to present a mean game at a dinner table. And so the game was, who would you throw off the wagon? (laughs) I feel like I'm stoned or something just reading my notes, because that's the fucking craziest sentence I think I've ever said on this show. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. But they, she did say, who would you throw off the wagon if you were a pioneer? And so they were just... I know. I was just imagining like the Oregon Trail. Did you guys used to play that game on the computer? I was just imagining like a new Oregon Trail reboot where they just are throwing, we're throwing people off the wagon. I don't know. Anytime they say wagon, that's what I think about. Uh, but it is the meanest game. And I love that they play these mean games, but I would just maybe suggest that they need to think of a better way of presenting these games because at this point, it's just coming across as mean. They're like, who the fuck would you throw off this wagon if you hated all the people here? Like, it's just, uh, we need a little, maybe, we just soften our way into these games a little bit at the dinner table. And I know the gals are probably anxious to get out of filming, right? They want to film this scene. They know they got to get some things out. They got to invite everybody on the trip. They got to do all these steps in the scene and they're not going to wrap them. Production's not going to wrap them until they get everything they need for production. So I know that these gals sit down and they're like, I got places to be. I got things to go to. I got to run into the jewelry store. I got to go write another book or whatever they're doing on their off time. So they're anxious to get the fuck out of there. So uh, I understand it on that level, but I'm going to need them to just soften the way in. Because at this point, I'm watching Heather Gay being like, who the fuck do you want to throw off the wagon? And I'm like, Heather, <laughs> no, you want to get out of filming right now. But maybe just soften it a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, that's how last week ended. Monica, it was supposed to be her co-trip to go to Bermuda. And then last week on the show, she just like was not playing the game that Heather wanted her to play either. And Heather got mad at her. And I do believe that goes back to the same point of like Heather Gay got mad at Monica because they were supposed to invite everyone on the trip. And then Monica was not even sure if she was going and she just was not playing the game that they're supposed to play. And so I do think Heather last week on the show was getting mad at Monica because, again, Heather wanted to wrap the scene and then Monica was just throwing a wrench into it. So that was interesting. But this week we opened with Angie Kay and Heather Gay meeting to talk about how Heather is like icked out by Monica. And Heather says that Monica reminds her of Jen Shaw. This was a little bit of a stretch to me, but I understood where Heather was coming from. And I think Heather was just saying like, I have to keep a healthy distance because I don't want to buddy up to someone who might be taken by Homeland Security on camera again. Do you get what I mean? Like, she's been there, done that. And so she's being extra cautious. So although it is a stretch for Heather to say, oh, she's just like Jen Shah, I think what Heather is saying to us and to the camera is like, oh, I got fucked uh, by being friends with this woman on camera uh, who may or may not have given me a black eye and then was taken away by Homeland Security and down in prison. And everybody in the whole nation thought that we were besties because I had to have her back because we developed this relationship for cameras. And so she's being extra cautious. She's like, I'm not getting in another one of them situations. She's been burned. She's been burned. And so we're going to have to see how that plays out. And it seems like she's going to get burned again because there's all this stuff in the press about Monica now suing or Beauty Lab and Laser. I don't know. I don't know. Um, then we have this scene with Whitney and Justin wearing uh, matching Gucci. Yes, that's right. And they were, I believe, coming from therapy and talking about the therapy. And here's what I want to say about the therapist. They are saying that the therapist, they think that he's making things worse, right? They think the therapist, I believe, did she say he or, he or she is making things worse? They're making things worse. And I actually do trust the therapist. And here's why, because the therapist isn't on camera. Therapist, I didn't see the therapist at all. Did you guys see the therapist? I didn't see that scene. 
And maybe we've seen in the past, but I don't recall Whitney and the husband sitting down with a therapist. And so I believe that the therapist is probably one of these good ones who's like, I'm not going to be on camera. Because FYI, if a therapist is going to say, yeah, I'll do your session on camera, it's maybe a problem. It's a problem. And so I was trusting this therapist. And then the other reason why I trusted this therapist was because the husband, Whitney's husband, is named Justin or Jason or I don't fuck. Anyway, he says that he actually just likes talking uh, to other couples instead of therapy. And he, what he's referring to specifically is the podcast that he did with Seth and Meredith Marks. And Whitney even says, so you're just looking for validation. And I'm like, he just likes being on a microphone, right? He probably doesn't like that therapist that's not on camera because Justin wants to be on camera. I mean, obviously this man, I'm sorry to call it out, but obviously if this man was painting his naked caboose on camera in season one, and then, uh, so he wants to be on camera, I presume. And so he's probably pissed at that fucking therapist. He's like, you better sign that release, doctor, whatever your fucking name is. So he's probably mad and thinking to Whitney, like, we need to just pivot over to Seth and Meredith as our therapists on a podcast. And not to backtrack us at all, but I don't think anybody wants to watch a recording of a podcast. I'm sorry, Bravo, you need to cool it. It's happening too much now. I'm seeing a Potomac and Salt Lake City and all these housewives are filming their podcasts on camera. And enough. We have had enough. So stop filming it. We're, we don't even want to listen to it when it's on the feed, let alone we're going to watch it on screen on primetime. Get out of here. Anyway, Justin wants to have a therapy with Seth and Meredith, I believe. And that's because of the microphone and being on camera. And so maybe it's a smart business move. Maybe it's a smart business move. But they're, I'm worried about these two because Whitney keeps telling us like they're not on the same page. They're 14 years in which Matt and I are, we're entering our 14th year or uh, here at 14 as well. So I understand the 14, is that a 14 year itch? You guys, I got to tell you a quick story. Can we take a detour here? Okay. This has to do with Salt Lake City Housewives. So I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but when I did watch what happens live with Lisa Barlow, she asked, she was like, I'm going to send you something. So I get home from all my travel and tour and stuff. And I get this box from Fresh Wolf. Now, if you're not familiar, Fresh Wolf is her son's skincare uh, bath and body line, right? It's called Fresh Wolf. And it's the son, Jack, who I believe is going on the mission. Didn't the kids start it? I don't remember the exact details. But uh, the point is, I got this package. And I do believe it's skincare 14 boys. But that's, uh, we'll get there. So I get the package. And I'm super excited. That was so nice of her. And I put it up in my bathroom in the shower. And I hadn't used it until... Uh, the one day I was like so excited to try it. I'm like, I'm going to give this my, the old college try, right? It's for college boys, I think. So I was like, I'm going to give it the college try. So uh, I might have also mentioned on the show that we've been having some roof work done. We've had problems with the roof at the place. And so we have this like hunky construction guy, like he, literally like stereotypical hunky construction worker who's been working on the roof, right? And so he's been here a couple times, and he's that kind of straight guy that like loves to flirt, and he's like overly flirtatious. He knows he's gorgeous, and he just likes the attention. It doesn't matter if it's from gay men, women, whoever. He just likes the attention. It's like so obvious, but I fall prey to that every time. So when he's flirting, I'm just like all in. I'm like gooey-eyed and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed uh, for this construction worker man uh, who's been working on the roof. So anyway, the one day I'm like getting in the shower and I'm like, I'm going to try this. Matt was gone at the time and I didn't know that the roof guy was going to be here, but he normally just comes outside. We don't even got to let him in or nothing. And so then I'm in the shower. I'm trying my Fresh Wolf stuff and I hear like a banging at the door. Like it was like an urgent banging. 
And it didn't stop. It like kept going. So I'm like, oh, shoot, Matt must have been locked out or some emergency's happening. So I quickly like get out of the shower. I still basically have the fresh wolf like lathered on my body, the body wash. And it's a, it's a strong, it's an, a strong scent. It's a strong scent. And as it should be, because it's for, again, teen boys. So teen boys smell like shit. And so they need a very strong scented body wash. I know that better than anyone. It's called Fresh Wolf for a reason. Because I, at this point, I'm more like a moldy moose. Because I'm an older man than this is geared towards. So if there's a product for moldy moose, that'd be my product. But this, as it stands, it is for teen boys. So it's got a very strong, like, you know, Axe Body Spray. Like, the reason Axe Body Spray is so strong is because teen boys smell like shit, especially the straight ones, right? They're, like, barely showering. They got all the body hormones going through them, body odors. They don't know how to clean themselves. Like, it's a nightmare. And moms out there, if you have teen boys, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. They smell like shit. Um, So they need a strong scented. So that's why I think Axe is so popular for the youthful demographic is because the moms out there are just buying the Axe. So like, well, at least this smells better than whatever they're coming out of the shower smelling like, right? And so Fresh Wolf, I'd say if I had to review it, it's like great. If you're a mom out there and you need some, I think it's much better than that other one, the Axe one, or some of these other ones on the market for the teen boys. But again, maybe not. I'm not maybe the demographic for it, right? But I still have it like lathering on me. And so I rush out of the shower and I just throw on a house shirt. I didn't even have a robe available. I throw on this house shirt and it's like a Miss Piggy and Kermit and they're at a library. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to explain this t-shirt that I was wearing because... As I'm saying it out loud, it sounds crazy, but it was a, it was a t-shirt with Miss Piggy and Kermit on it, and they're at a library, and they're taking down a book from a library shelf, and it says, like, read, right? <laughs> and it's just one of my house shirts, right? So I throw it on. I'm thinking I'm going to go to the front door, and Matt's going to be, like, locked up. I get to the door, and the window, like, the guy can see me, and I see it's the construction guy. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm literally in this house t-shirt. I threw in some shorts. I'm still wet from the shower, and I got fresh wolf lathered on me. And he's already seen me, so now I can't just exit. I can't just leave because this man is urgently banging on my door. So I open the door, and he's like, oh, can I come in? And immediately, when he says that, I'm thinking, okay, Matt and I are done. Like for- <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm having an affair. Like The affair is starting. I've seen this video before. The hunky construction worker coming in the house when I'm just getting out of the shower. Like That's a video I've seen. That's some sort of men.com, I don't know, a gay porno that I've seen. So that's what I'm preparing myself in my head uh, right off the bat. It's like, okay, infidelity's happening. I'm sorry, Matt. We love him. It is what it is. Um, but then he's like very, the construction worker, he's like very worked up, worked up. He's like, oh my God, I need, um, do you have like a magnet? A magnet. And I'm like, I don't know what he wants a magnet for. And now the porn fantasy is going out the window. Um, but he's like, do you have a magnet? And I, during my tour travels, I had gone to these, I was in Nashville at one of the stops and I was walking around the stores in Nashville, and I found this magnet with Cher on it. You know, I love Cher. I love Christmas. And so I bought a magnet. I'm not a magnet person, right? We don't have magnets on the fridge. I don't have kids, so we're not hanging anything. But I, so the only magnet that I had was this kitschy tourist magnet with Cher on it that I had gotten from a Nashville uh, mart uh, on the streets of Nashville. And so I'm like trying to think in my head, like, do I have another magnet? And I really don't have anything. It's like that share one. And then I think I have actually speaking of the Muppets, I think I have like another Muppet magnet somewhere, but really not a lot. But so I run and I I grab, he's in a huff. And so I grab the share magnet and it was kind of embarrassing to say, here's the only magnet I had, but it was the only magnet I had and he needed a fucking magnet. Didn't even know at this point what he needed the magnet for. 
So then he tells me he had like dropped his car key or some key in like a metal. This is going to be so confusing, but it was like a metal, like almost like it looked like a mail slide. It was like this metal folder or something. And the key dropped in. And so he was looking for a magnet to like magnetize the outside to to lead the key up to the top of the slot of this thing. Does that make sense? It was like fell in his car. I don't even know how it happened. Anyway, um, so then as I'm handing him this share magnet, he's like, whoo. <laughs> like, like I heard one of those like, whoo. Like, and this is not, I said he's a flirty man, but he's not just like an over animated man. He's like a flirtatious straight man. But I, it was kind of odd hearing him say the word, whoo. You know, it was just one of those. Who? Who? And I thought, like, what is he, I, <laughs> what is he saying that for? And he's like, what's that? And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, it's a magnet, whatever. It's the only one I have. I'm sorry. And he's like, no, I, I smell something strong. And I was like, oh, uh, it is a must, must be the body wash I'm wearing. And so then I had to explain I'm wearing this, like, fresh wolf teen boy. <laughs> Sound fucking nuts. Like explaining this teen boy body wash that I'm wearing called Fresh Wolf that I still have lathered on my body. I'm sure I was like still soapy on the arms because I got the Fresh Wolf. And so anyway, so the the sexual fantasy never happened. And the share magnet was not strong enough to help him get the keys. So I didn't even have to hand him that. And so here I had in my head for like a second that uh, this fantasy was happening. I'm going to hook up with the hunky construction worker. Matt's going to come home and see us in bed together, and I'm going to have to explain it. And then it turns out like I couldn't even have been possibly less sexual because I'm handing this straight man a share magnet. I'm wearing a Muppet reading shirt, and then also I smell like teen boy. (laughs) I couldn't have been less of a turn on to this man. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you're a mom out there, I suggest getting fresh wolf, but if you are an adult wearing it, I would just suggest maybe lightening it up with some, something else in the shower, making sure it's all washed off before you get a sexual fantasy going, because it's maybe not going to be the thing that turns on the hunky construction worker that's coming to your house. Anyway, when Matt got home, I was so grateful to see him because I was like, please don't ever leave me. I'm never finding another person because this is it. This is if this is who I am, there's no chance for me to meet another man. And so I just I thank him every day of my life. Ever since then, I've been thanking Matt. (laughs) So the moral of this story is to get on your knees and you thank God for the man that you're with. Or you get on your knees and you thank the man you're with. Ladies, am I right? Anyway, moving on uh, on the Real House of Salt Lake City. Let's say, where are we at here? Oh, I did. Uh, Whitney, uh, she does in the scene when she's in the car with the husband, she gets a text that her friend Sherry, is, uh, who has cancer and who's been on the show a couple times, uh, is not doing too well. And I felt so bad. I did feel so bad. I don't know. It just made me sad. It did feel like this car ride. Aside from that, I mean, rest in peace, Sherry. And she seemed lovely. And I can't even imagine losing a best friend like that. It's just... Uh, it got to be so hard. So, and my heart goes out to Whitney. But uh, aside from that whole thing, I do just have to say that it felt to me like we were in the back of this car. It felt like a producer was in the back of Whitney and Justin's car for upwards of six hours. Didn't that scene feel long? I felt like it was so long. I was like, are we just driving around forever? Like, are we on a cross country road trip? Like that season of Don't Be Tardy when Kim and Croy drove a bus across the country? Like, is that what we're doing here? So I felt like we were in that car forever. And I know we had a lot to get through. We had to talk about the therapist and then. Of course, that thing happened with Whitney's friend, and so there was a lot to cover, but I just felt like we were driving around for a long time. Like, we're in fucking carpool karaoke with James, whatever his name is. Like, what? felt like we were in that thing forever. Anyway, uh, then we cut to Lisa Barlow at lunch with Meredith. They've come so far, and yet also they do not like each other at all. They do not care for each other. 
And it's very clear if you read between the lines. Like they are sitting down with forced smiles, uh, but it's the energy of a lunch with a nemesis. And so they decide to talk about the people that they hate. But the truth is, I believe that the two of them hate each other more than they hate anybody else. And yet they know they spent all those seasons where they were at odds because Lisa Barlow called Meredith Marks garbage whore behind the hot mic moment. And so they have to make up because the audience is tired of them feuding. And so they're pretending to like each other, but they're not. They're not. They're, they don't. They do not care for each other at all. At all. Uh, Lisa was wearing all red and red glasses. I don't know why you guys... I, I've told you all about how much Angie K's sunglasses annoy me. And Lisa does it too. Lisa wears the sunglasses every time she's entering a building or when she's sitting down for lunch. And yet it doesn't bother me as much. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they sit down. Meredith orders the mussels and the truffle fries. I'll do the mussels and the truffle fries. You know, she kind of. <laughs> and then Lisa responded like, yes, yes. Get those mussels and truffle fries. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, this looks delicious. And then um, let's see, Meredith uh, and Lisa, they talk about Monica. Lisa says, Monica says horrible things. I've never talked about a woman like that. And Meredith's like, me either. And I was thinking, actually, I remember the hot mic moment when you did. and said, your friend across from you fucked half of New York. <laughs> so the fact that she was saying just across from the same woman she called uh, a whore, garbage whore, and said, fucked half of New York, and the husband can't hold down a job. Uh, she just said across from that woman that she doesn't talk to women like that. And then Meredith didn't even she didn't even raise an eyebrow. Now, I'm not sure she can raise an eyebrow, but she didn't raise one because she, I guess, doesn't want to go backwards. And then in the confessional, that was when I played that clip of Lisa saying the family part. And you took it up eight levels and said, you know, things about her husband, her family, her business. That was the underlying tension. Like Lisa and Meredith, it was there. It was right there. They hate each other. They do. And I will not believe otherwise. And, you know, I've said the same thing about Whitney and Lisa, like when they were pretending to be friends. And now it seems like those strands are starting to tear. Or what's the saying? It's like that started the the loose um, threads are what's that saying? You know, when you have a when you got a sweater on and it's like a loose thread. I don't know. You guys are probably yelling at your at your phones or your radios because I can't think of it. But the point is a snag in the sweater is happening. A snag in the sweater is happening. And so I'm not, I'm not, uh, not seeing it. I'm seeing it all with my eyes. Um, anyway, then, uh, Lisa says she doesn't like when Meredith just throws out those accusations of like there's stuff out there. There's rumors and the nastiness. And I agree with Lisa on this one because I do feel like, uh, it's not okay unless you have something specific. Like even as a viewing audience, I don't want to know. I don't want the housewives to just throw out that like there's rumors. Like tell me the rumor. I want to know who's sucking who's dick or what's, what's happening with whoever, let me know the exact rumor so then I could judge if it's true or not. But when the housewives do that and they just say, well, let's talk about the husband. It's like, okay, let's do it. Like, let me know what we're talking about here. That's how I felt even watching the Beverly Hills scene in the Amsterdam all those years ago. Let's talk about the husband. Okay, I'm sitting down. I'm ready to talk about the husband. Tell me about Harry Hamlin. What What do you know, Kim Richards? Like, I want to know. I don't like when they just throw this shit out there. And then Lisa's like, you could ruin someone's life with that. And then Meredith's, her response was like, of course I could ruin anyone's life. So can you? <laughs> that was scary shit. That was some scary shit. Did you guys feel like that was scary shit? I thought, yeah, you guys, the two of you could probably ruin anyone's life. I do believe that. I think Meredith was spot on when she said that she could ruin someone's life. And so could Lisa, because it was like, they both could. They both could. Most of the Salt Lake City cast, I think. Not all of them. I'm trying to think. I do believe Mary could ruin somebody's life. 
I do believe Lisa and uh, Meredith could. I don't know about Whitney and Heather. They don't strike me as people that could ruin someone's life. However, um, in Monica, I don't think Monica can ruin. I don't know. But I do think Mary, Meredith, and Lisa could totally do it. Like if they decide to listen to this podcast and they don't like Danny, I believe that they could ruin me. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, anyway, Meredith, uh, she still wants Lisa to kiss her ass after the whole fucking half of New York thing. And, uh, she's, I don't think Lisa is. And I think that's some underlying tension between the two of them as well, because although they're sitting down for this lunch and they've seemingly made up, I don't think Lisa's going to kiss Meredith's ass. And so Meredith, at the end of the scene, she says, karma comes back. It does. She sort of, she sort of slurs that. <laughs> I'm giggly today. Because it does feel like I, I take these notes, you guys, and sometimes I write down the quotes, and I'll just write down the quote that somebody says, and I'll say they slurred it, and it feels like it's happening more and more in my notes. Like, every time I get to a quote in my notes, I'm just like, oh, yeah, they slurred that saying, too. They slurred that one. They slurred that one. And it's every. I'm not just pointing out Meredith Marks. I'm saying all of them. Every, every last one is slurring. So, God bless. I hope they have a nice holiday. And we should all be slurring our speech around the holidays. It's a tough time of year. Got to have that box of Franzia handy in the closet for when you need it. Okay, let's take our break here, and then we're going to come back and uh, talk more about the Salt Lake City Housewives, because we've got a lot to get to. we got to talk about that scene between Mary and Monica. Woo! Woo! Anyway, <laughs> we'll be right back. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. We are family. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. 
live, and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. And we're back. And so is Mary Cosby. She's in a scene with Monica. And I do have some questions about her filming schedule. Because if you call back in season one of The Real House of Salt Lake City, it felt very much like Mary Cosby had filmed almost every scene of hers that first season from the closet of her home. And if you recall, at the end of the season, we learned that actually Mary, I don't think, was supposed to be a full-time housewife, right? Like, they ended up upgrading her, and then they added some scenes at the last minute or some scenes from her closet, and so she wasn't in a lot of the group scenes, right? And now this whole, this whole thing is happening again in season, what are we in, four or five? I don't know which season we're in of Salt Lake City Housewives, but I feel like Mary Cosby went back to season one, back to the beginning, and now she's just filming from her house again. She went to one group event and was like, that's it for me. And then now they're just wheeling people into her house. I feel like one at a time, they're like, Heather, you go in now. <laughs> I just feel like there's a line outside the door of all the other women. They're like, you you get in there now, Meredith. Your time to film at Mary's house. And it's like, did she film throughout the season or did this all happen after the fact and edit it in? And they just said all the gals come in one after one. It's like, you get a one-on-one scene with her. You get a one-on-one scene with her. Fucking Oprah's favorite things. Just producer yelling at Monica, get in that house. Sit in that Whoville chair. <laughs> Sit in the Grinch chair. Or those fucking rainbow chairs. So I don't know. But Monica's in there, and I, I don't understand this duo. I love this duo. I love, don't get me wrong, I love this duo. But I don't recall them really connecting as friends in, in a way that Monica would be invited to Mary's house. But I'm into it. I'm into it. And Mary's even serving some carrot cake that she did not make. Now, there is also a montage of Mary hating Whitney in this scene, because those two definitely hate each other. In fact, most of the cast, I think, does hate each other on this franchise, which ordinarily I'd say we need a recast because that doesn't normally work, but it is working for me. It's hitting for me just right, actually. So I'm fine with this franchise all hating each other and Mary filming all of her scenes after the season is wrapped because it's working. And so if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't get off that 
uh, wagon and fix it because I'm liking how it's going. And so there is uh, this scene. What else? Mary sticks up for Lisa a little bit. Okay, here's the craziest part of this whole scene with Mary and Monica. It's that Mary has never seemed more stable than when she was in this scene with Monica. Now, I believe I'm doing some of my own math in my head. I don't know. It's not girl math, boy math. It's like housewife math, I guess is what you could call it. I'm doing housewife math in my head, noticing that Mary seems so put together and she's giving like sound advice and she's sticking up for, she's being rational in different points in the scene. And, and I just think actually based on my own formula of housewife math, I do believe that that must mean Monica's got like an even darker energy than Mary, because otherwise I don't know that I'd be watching the scene thinking how calm, cool, and collected Mary seems, right? Does that make sense to anybody else? No, and I'm loving Monica on the show, so don't get me wrong. I don't want the Monica haters because I'm loving her on the show. I get her that full season contract for next year. Uh, I'm just saying there is something that was a miss for me. Something was afoot, and I was looking at it with my eyebrow raised, and I was saying, what is it that's making Mary seem so calm, cool, and collected, and sound? And I was like, is it her scene partner? Because when she's in a scene with Meredith Marks or Heather Gay or literally anybody else, Mary's coming off as kooky and quirky and all those things. And then here she's sitting down with Monica, and I'm like, wow, what's that about? I don't know. I don't know. Um, now, we do have this big event for Meredith's jewelry launch or jewelry party. We had a jewelry launch last season or last week for Whitney Wild Rose's Prism. And now um, they're doing something for, I don't know, what was the jewelry line called? I don't know. But Whitney is going, despite the fact that Sherry unfortunately had passed, Whitney decides to go. She says, Sherry would want me to go, and she showed up to my Prism event, so I have to go to Meredith's jewelry launch party. And I don't know, that <laughs> that must be Utah math, because I don't understand that math. Anyway, Whitney's grieving, and we grant everyone grace when they're grieving. People do crazy shit when they're grieving, and I get it. So good for her for going to that launch party for Meredith's jewelry line, or whatever the fuck that event was. Meanwhile, Lisa and Jack and John are shopping for clothes for his mission. And apparently they're at some place that has hip missionary clothing. I don't know. I was a little confused about this. But I was sad. Lisa was saying uh, that she's going to be so sad when her son leaves to go on this mission. And she said he used to say that his heartbeat was saying, to mom, to mom. Yes, that made me cry. It did. I don't know what it made me cry. It made me cry. Lisa's very clearly a boy mom. Like, she's got the two boys. And I don't know. I recognized Linda in that. Um, anyway, then we have Heather and Monica. Um, Monica apologized to Heather. So now they're on good terms, which was crazy to me. And I'm like, is this obviously not going to last? But I just, I can't get a read on them together. Now that all this stuff is going on off the show with the beauty lab and laser stuff, and then I just, I can't get a read on it. I can't get a read on their relationship. And maybe I'm just being influenced by the outside noise of the blogs and all that stuff. I don't know. Then we see uh, at the jewelry event, Meredith and Seth and Brooks, who I believe are the closest things we have to Marticia and Gomez Adams. I think Meredith is very, uh, like the closest thing we have on television to Marticia Adams is Meredith Marks. And uh, Seth is the closest thing we have to Gomez, the husband. And by the way, Brooks is the closest thing we have to Wednesday Adams. And that includes the Jenna Ortega show on Netflix. I do believe that Brooks is more spiritually Wednesday Adams than Jenna Ortega is, who we love Jenna Ortega. We do, we do, and we're proud of her success. I'm just saying that Brooks is spiritually, I believe, closer to what I know Wednesday Adams to be. 
it just feels like, I don't know, the three of them walking into a room. I just felt like I was watching the Adams Family, and I liked it. Um, then Whitney arrives and immediately tells Meredith about her friend passing away. And Meredith, uh, they share a moment. Meredith cries, and she feels bad. And Whitney says her friend Sherry would want her to have a drink. And I knew Whitney was going to be unhinged at this jewelry launch party. I knew she was going to go in there unhinged because, again, she's grieving and we're all crazy when we're grieving. And so when she was walking through that party and being like, Sherry wants me to drink. And then she was getting mad at Lisa for like not being attentive to her or something. It was like, I get, I knew that was coming. I couldn't have anticipated how crazy it would get. There was one moment where she was like spilling. She wanted to talk to everybody about her friend passing, and it seemed like none of the gals wanted to take the bait. But you know who did take the bait was Wednesday himself, Brooks Marks, because there was a scene finally where Whitney got to get off her chest. She was sitting there talking to Brooks about it. She's like, I've never lost a friend before. And Brooks was just like nodding and stuff because the other gals weren't really taking the bait. She wanted Lisa to have a moment with her about the friend. And I didn't see her and Heather have a moment. It was like she, she was stuck with Brooks. She's like, I need a scene partner to get out my tears. And so she saddled on up next to Wednesday Adams uh, himself, Brooks, and decided to get it out. And so God bless. But I knew it was when it was happening, I was like, okay, Whitney's going to be nuts this, this episode. And she was. And I get it. And I'm on her side for it. Before she starts talking to Brooks, Meredith did decide to give a speech where she acted like she just won an Oscar. And I, this happens a lot in The Housewives, and I would just like to point it out. She got up on uh, front of the people, on a microphone, and started thanking Seth like she just won an Academy Award. And meanwhile, Seth was like, yeah, okay. Like he was, as if he was in the audience, like he was little John. I was like, Seth, quiet. Quiet down, Seth, while your wife is giving this Oscar speech for a jewelry party that she threw herself in the- <laughs> And I just have to point out that the housewives always do this where they throw a party that they put on themselves. Obviously, they have help from production and they are celebrating the launch of these things. But it it does feel weird to me when they give these speeches uh, to launch their jewelry or whatever their whatever their launch event is. And they're acting like they just won something. And I was like, you did this. You're the one in charge of the microphone. And maybe that's maybe we should all be that bold. Those bold-ass housewives just thanking everybody at a party that they threw themselves. It's a weird thing to me. I don't know. I don't even like when I go to like a dinner party at someone's house and then somebody decides to like give a speech about something. It's like, I'm not here for a speech. I'm not interested in you saying anything. Or Thanksgiving when you go somewhere and they're like, let's all, I want to thank everyone for coming to my home and I want to, and then they go on and on. It's like, you could just thank everyone for coming, but I don't need to hear a whole speech where you're thanking your husband over the fucking turkey leg or whatever. Or because of the jewelry launch, like, stop it. It's nobody wants to be at an event like that when it takes too long. You could get on the microphone real quick and be like, thank you, everyone, for coming. I love you all. That's it. That's it. Um, but, you know, it, it is a way to be dramatic. And so I'll probably be that way in the future at some point. You know, if I throw a jewelry launch party, I probably will get on a microphone and thank Matt or the construction worker that was at my house that I almost cheated on a mat with. Anyway, moving on. Uh, then we have um, Monica approaches Lisa and... Uh, she says, I think Lisa said that she saw trauma in you. Did I write that down? I'm going to have to revisit this conversation because honestly, my notes for this conversation between Monica and Lisa seem crazy. And I do like this duo together because it's nuts. Um, but also I have to point out that Lisa, the way she describes her son in going to Columbia is a, it's a little problematic and something that maybe we should be aware of because it's happening week after week because every single week she's saying something. I'm like, Lisa, shh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Shh. Anyway, I do need to revisit that conversation. I think I was distracted. I was doing something or eating a snack. I made these like peanut butter, the, you know, those peanut butter blossom cookies. 
They're like, uh, you put peanut butter cookies and you put a Hershey Kiss on, which I have a big problem with the Hershey Kiss industrial complex lately. I don't know if I've talked about I posted this on my social media page, but I've been looking for the Hershey Kisses with almonds in the seasonal foils. So they used to do Hershey Kisses with almonds in the bag where you can get them around the holiday time. And they'd have green foils, red foils, and gold foils for the almond ones. And now they don't sell them in the seasonal foils. They just sell them in the all gold foils. And I've had a, a big problem with this. I have a big problem with this. I know that's not what this podcast is about, and you guys are here for Housewives. But I have a large issue with the Hershey Industrial Complex getting rid of the seasonal foils on the Hershey Kisses with almonds. Because here's the problem. They got all those other fucking Hershey Kisses. They got the sugar cookie ones. They got cherry cordial ones. They got peppermint ones. They got hot cocoa ones. Who's buying hot cocoa Hershey Kisses? Nobody. And if you're out there and you're saying, I'm one of those people, I like them, I don't even want to hear from you because I actually, I'm mad as hell. I'm mad as hell. And I don't, I'm, I cannot stand to hear it because I'm pissed. I go to the grocery stores and I'm looking for the Hershey Kiss with almonds and the seasonal foils and I'm not finding a single goddamn one. But you know what I am seeing? I'm seeing Grinch wrapped ones. No one needs Grinch wrapped Hershey Kisses. And if you're going to do the Grinch wrapped Hershey Kisses and the Grinch foils, then you need to get rid of the regular ones without the almonds in the other foils. Because now we're having two milk chocolate Hershey Kisses without any almonds in two different bags with different foils, different seasonal foils. And so I don't know. I'm just sick of it. And what's with all these fucking flavors they're doing now? Just give me a plain and an almond. Two. Give me two. Now you can't even get the almond ones. It's disgusting. And meanwhile, I love my Hershey Kisser on the holidays. They've had that commercial with Aaron for 100 years, my entire adult life, or my entire life. I've seen that Hershey Kiss commercial where they're the jingle bells. And now I see it, and I just get mad as hell. I see that that commercial, because I'm like, where are the almonds in the seasonal foils? Nowhere to be found. I search high and low at every grocery store for those. And they don't, only in the all gold foils. And those don't look good in my candy dish that is designed to have the red and green and gold foils. Ah. Uh, I mean, just what will they take from us next? What will they take from us next? I hope they sleep at night, those Hershey Kiss people. Anyway, moving on. Where was I even? I don't, I lost my train of thought now. Um, okay, so then uh, we have Lisa goes to talk to Whitney about Meredith and Whitney. Um, this is when Whitney gets mad. She's like, Lisa, somebody died. And then Monica interrupts. This was what was so funny to me. Okay, not obviously, again, we grant. grant Whitney Grace, but she was looking for a moment with people. So she was going around and then she almost started to have one with Lisa. But then Monica was like, come here. I gotta, we gotta do this thing. And then Monica like totally ruins Whitney's vibe by gathering all the girls to give them this rum and these pastries and invite them on the trip, which they were already invited to. Now Monica just bought them pastries um, to invite them for a second time. Um, but this is when then Whitney just decided to go do her scene with Brooks. And she says, I've never lost a best friend before. And she should have stayed home from this party. But Whitney's grieving. People say and do crazy shit. We grant them grace. And honestly, when I pass away, hopefully it's by old age and I'm in a hospital. Uh, but I want my friends making messes at all the jewelry launch parties. I want them leaving the hospital bed to go to a jewelry launch party. And I want them walking around there while I'm still cold and dead in the hospital bed. And I want to see them. I, I want to see them from the beyond picking fights, crying to my friend's gay sons. And that's what I, that's what I want. And so good. Good for Whitney. Good for Whitney. Icons. 
I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Lisa also has another hot mic moment. It wasn't as thrilling as her last hot mic moment when she called her best friend of those all those years a garbage whore fucked half in New York and the husband can't hold down a job. But it was still good nonetheless. She was in the microphone. She was mad at Whitney for making it seem like Lisa didn't care about the friend or whatever. And so Lisa's like throwing off the microphone. She's like, motherfucking fuck this. Like literally, you know what? You want to see about putting people first? Why don't, why don't you keep your fucking mouth shut? Motherfucking this. Keep your mouth shut. And I didn't really know what she was saying exactly. It just didn't feel like a smoking gun. She's like, we're not, I'm not putting that mic back on. And it was, she did say fuck Whitney, I think at one point. Fuck Whitney. I think that was like the meanest thing she said. Um, but it didn't feel like a big hot mic moment. She did bite her tongue a little bit. I mean, she probably had a lot more to say about Whitney Wildrose that she didn't say. And she's probably happy that she didn't because she knows what happened after she called Meredith the garbage whore fucked half in New York and the husband can't hold a job. So she knows the fallout from that. And so I was proud of Lisa for biting the tongue because all she said was, fuck Whitney, I'm fucking sick of this. I'm selfish. I'm fucking all about myself. She stormed out. She saw the husband, John. She's like, I'm not putting that back on. And I think John even said, you're not putting that back on. And so she... (laughs) You're not putting that mic back back on. Anyway, I do like a housewife though that isn't um, 
doesn't uh, doesn't edit themselves too much. I know she was trying to take off the microphone, and that was just because she knew she was going to say crazy shit. And so I like a housewife that's going to say crazy shit. And so I wish she would have kept that hot mic on. She should have kept that on. And maybe we can. Is it? I know maybe it's inappropriate to ask, but I would like them to maybe somehow sew the mic pack into the women's clothing. Is that a possibility? I don't know. Is that against some sort of rules and regulations for filming reality television? Probably, probably. Uh, but the truth is, I would like to see them somehow sew it, or or maybe we can. I don't know. Is there a world where we can have them like swallow the mic pack and then it always just picks up everything? Because I'm missing too many moments on these shows. And so if we're not going to get the GoPros everywhere, then I'm going to need them to somehow attach them like an ankle bracelet to these women so that we're not missing anything. Because when we have a hot mic moment like that, I don't want to miss a single word, a single phrase out of Lisa Bradley. That's when she's getting riled up. That's when the good stuff's coming out. And so I'm not sure. Maybe we can get one of them ankle monitors on these people with like a mic pack attached just in case. And they have to wear that around. And so maybe a producer will lock. This is maybe not, this is not appropriate to ask of them, but it's what I would like. It's what I would like. And I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of that at all. Of course, I'm being facetious, but also there's some truth to it. Moving on. Uh, next week on the show, we get to Bermuda. Meredith is mad at Bermuda because, get this, she didn't have a bathtub. That's right. They put Meredith Marks in a room without a tub. And that was shocking to me. In the coming attractions for next week, I could not believe my eyes and ears. Meredith Marks on a cast trip without a tub. Is Ma- Mary's not going to be on this cast trip, obviously. She ain't going nowhere with these gals ever again. She went to that one Sprinter van and yelled at Whitney Wild Rose for calling her a predator. And then she said, that's it. That's a wrap on me for the season. Now, if you want me on camera, you come to my house and send the gal in. And she don't even know who's in the cast, I don't think, anymore. I just think they send somebody in. She's not sure if it's a producer or if it's Monica or if it's Whitney. And she sits down with them because she don't have the time. Mary don't have any interest. And again, in any other circumstance, any other housewife who was filming the way that Mary Cosby is filming, I'd say we need to free up the budget. We don't need them. Get them out of here. But when it comes to Mary Cosby, I say mic her up and put her in that house and just film that. And it's enough for me. It's enough because right now I think this is one of the best seasons we have. It's so good. Even this was... I think it's supposed to be kind of like a filler episode. Normally, before they get to the cast trip, it's kind of like a fillery episode. And I'm not even feeling like the filler episodes are bad on Salt Lake City this season. I just think they're all good. I think every episode is good. They're all delivering. It's balanced. It's so many changing dynamics and weirdness and quirkiness and fast-paced stuff. And I just think it's excellent. I just think it's excellent. Anyway, that's the Real House of Salt Lake City. And uh, again, I can't wait to watch Beverly Hills. I was planning on actually covering it this week. But unfortunately, I didn't uh, get a chance to see it yet. And so we'll watch it and then hopefully get a chat about it next week. But I'm so excited for Denise Richards. Although it appears that Denise shows up to that dinner party without Big Dick Aaron. Where is Big Dick Aaron? I need to know. I miss that man, that hunk of a man who's maybe crazy. Uh, But Denise is obviously going... Oh, wait, speaking of Denise... Tonight, I didn't tell you guys this. I started watching, I believe it's on Hulu, a Denise Richards Christmas film. And it's called Christmas Frequency or Frequency of Christmas or something. It's on Hulu. And it wasn't made for Hulu. It was like just made independently. And then I guess Hulu probably picked it up or something. Uh, But it is, it's shocking. And I only watched the first 20 minutes of it. And so I hate to judge based on 20 minutes. Uh, Oh, it's called a Christmas Frequency. Um, I hate to judge based on only the 20 minutes that I watch, but I am prepared to say that it's the greatest holiday film of all time, both uh, five stars and just one star. So it's both terrible 
And also I'll be watching it every year and probably just those first 20 minutes. I don't think I need more of that because you get enough of Denise and you see what's happening. And it's like, that's it. That's all you really need. You know, sometimes I think people watch a full movie it just because they feel like they're supposed to. But I actually, I come from the, the school of thinking that you should just watch as much as you need and then you turn it off. And then when you're at a dinner party, you can at least keep up with the conversation a little bit. If somebody brings up Denise Richards, holiday film called The Christmas Frequency, you're prepared to talk about it, but you didn't waste a whole hour and a half on it, right? You just got, you did 20 minutes, and now I feel like I could speak on it for hours, upwards of six hours. If I need to do a whole podcast on Denise Richards and A Christmas Frequency, I could, and I only saw about, probably less than 20 minutes. I'd say a good, maybe 11. I'd say probably 11 minutes I saw of it, and that was enough. And so, if you're out there and you're looking to dive into some of these new movie offerings that are happening around all these streaming services and cable, there's so much to take in, it's like a lot. Just remember that you could watch 11 minutes and then turn it off and never watch it again. And then you could still speak confidently on it because I'm noticing not on just on social media, but in real life too, people are speaking on things that they don't know shit about. And so look, if everybody else is going to do it, then I'm going to do it when it comes to Denise Richards holiday film, because I'm seeing everybody else speaking on much bigger things that I don't think they really know about. And so here I am. I'm going to do it, but only when it comes to Denise Richards holiday films, because I did see upwards of 11 minutes of it, and I'm prepared to speak at a TED Talk for it. Moving on, I love you all so much for listening. Speaking of holiday movies, I do have a holiday movie podcast that I do with my friend Jenna. We've been putting some of the episodes on the main Everything Iconic feed, so you can listen to those. This week, we did a recap of the movie A Christmas Story. We have a lot of fun doing those, but um, hopefully you enjoy those. You can get merch if you want stuff from Everything Iconic. Go to everythingiconic.store. We also have signed books available. My new book is called The Jolliest Bunch. If you want a signed copy, go over there. Also, you can get it from your favorite local bookstore, indie bookstore, bookshop.org. It connects you with local bookstores, which is great. Or Amazon has a really great deal on it right now. Target, wherever you get it, just uh, get it. I love you all so much for listening. Shall we do our cheese little cool down? Let's do it. Take a deep breath in and hold it. (sighs) Breathe out. Take one more deep breath in and hold it. Love you all. Stay safe and um, yeah. Bye bye. We are family. Family. 